Kids, this is a this is a weird edition of uh, Porch Beers with the Lynx. It's a Friday night edition. It is, and there's no guest. No, no guest. Would you like to know why? Because, I don't know why. Well, there's actually two reasons right now that I'm not sitting close to Dave while we record this. One of them is that I haven't showered today. <coughs> because before I came here tonight, I go, why would I shower before I come out and sit in 95-degree weather with a heat index of 104? In fairness, you did jump in the pool. That's kind of like a bath, right? Yeah, it is like a bath, yeah. Chlorine kills all the the, the little stink lines. All the stink lines. Yeah. All the stink lines. Yeah, so that's one reason you're from far away from me. But the second one is, this is the first COVID podcast. Because <sighs> me and Dave both popped for it. We, uh, we did. Aren't we hashtag blessed? We are literally the only two people we can hang around. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, us and Joe Biden. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, he's positive right now, too. And we did call him to be on the podcast, <laughs> but <coughs> his bike was broken <laughs> from the other day still, so he wasn't able to, uh, <coughs> as you can hear the COVID coming through yeah. loud and clear. So excuse the cough in, the, in this COVID podcast. Yeah, I mean, this might be the last time you hear from either of us. Right? So it could it could be the drowning in the pool. It could be the COVID. I don't know. It could be the uh, frog in the pool that jumps out and smothers me. <laughs> so, Dave, how big was this frog that you found? This frog was the size of my face. My head. No, I kid you <coughs> not. It was giant. Giant. You could have eaten, you could have eaten its frog legs and had a good meal. And <laughs> had leftovers. Yes. It was big, and it was just swimming around in the pool. How does one get a frog that size out of the pool? Because I'm guessing, Dave, you're not touching it, right? No, so I chased it, got it in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Or except a David. Yeah, right. And I took my little hand but, skimmer. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you got it in the corner. Did you corral it, or did you sneak up on it? Were you dressed like a Bugs Bunny-type frog girl? I was. I was, uh... I played Bugs Bunny and I was a female frog and it clearly got seduced and just stood there with, you know, lips smooched open. Right. And right when I was getting ready to go in for it, I took my hand skimmer and I flipped it out like a pancake. Like, like end over end. End over end, that thing went flying out of the thing. So... Did it land on its back, or like it's it's like is it like a cat? It was they like a land cat. on their legs. It landed. It landed on its feet. Yeah. It. Huh. Uh, frogs and cats are apparently a lot more alike than what we didn't know. Well, on the evolutionary tree, it goes humans, frogs, cats. Essentially, we're all kind of real similar. It's only like a few chromosomes <laughs> difference. That's why Ike's and swim so well, <clears throat> and you are good at drinking milk out of a bowl. Yes. Yes, because frogs can't drink milk out of a no, bowl. No, cats. No, right. but frogs can't. Correct, yes. Oh, my God. They're also lactose intolerant. Do you, I, who knew? Do frogs have nipples? Can you milk them? I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, the, the, as I glance around your yard, Dave, the thing that strikes me is that where does this frog come from? Because the closest creek is two solid, long baseball throws away. I mean that's a that's a football field away. I don't know. I don't know if it sensed water. I think it came over here and like so here's my here's my working theory. It came from over there by those trees where there's a small creek, right? And it wanted to lay its eggs. And uh So it was a it, female frog? That's my thought. You just used a female frog dress up, Bugs Bunny style. I mean I appreciate the fact that you were going very progressive when trying to corral this frog. So, I think this frog uh, needed to get away from predators over there in the creek area, sensed water over here, came this way, jumped into the pool to lay its tadpole eggs. And uh, I disrupted nature, I guess we'll say. But yes. I tell you what, once you get those tadpoles in your pool, you're, you're never, never getting get them out. out. Yeah. No, nope. yeah. not a, not enough shock in the world to 
yeah. get rid of those. And then you feel bad because you don't want to create like a genocide situation. On, oh uh, yeah, if I would have frogs chemical the pool and killed those frogs, they get in the filter. And then then you, you're scooping out tadpoles yeah. out of the filter. Ah, yeah. ah. Well, you need some more rubber snakes. I'm pretty sure that's how karma-wise you end up with COVID. Right. Now, have you considered <coughs> hiring Lindsay to dress up as a bear <laughs> and stand by the pool to scare away the frogs? Bears scare away frogs? Well, yeah, they're natural enemies. So, we actually have a rubber snake, right, that sits over there. But the days leading up to said frog jumping in the pool, somebody got a wise idea and took the snake and... I don't know, threw it over there. And so... Snake's day off. Yeah. And now, you know, ever since the frog got out, we put the snake back in its spot. No more frogs. Is the snake part of a union and it had like a union holiday? I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure the kids were just effing around. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. The union of rubber snakes. Unionized rubber snakes. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a giant frog though, man. Let me tell you what. So yeah, we uh, we caught the COVID, and uh, so this is special because you and I can only hang out with each other. Yep, that's it. It's awesome. That's all we can hang out with. You know, actually, who else has the COVID right now is uh, is Ryan McDaniel. Really? Shout out to Ryan McDaniel. Uh, yeah, you know my ex neighbor. Yeah, yeah. He was on the show once. Yeah, yeah. He has the COVIDs. Um, he's on like day eight or day nine i don't know so oh so his sucks way worse than ours i think he's no i think he's actually on the rebound oh yeah yeah so maybe he doesn't want to hang out with us yeah that's fair yeah fair enough but yeah yeah he's also got it um it's wonderful man it's wonderful is it is it really wonderful yeah i tell you what so we uh I, throughout all of this nonsense through the last two years, never tested positive. No. Never even thought to test because I never really got sick. You've never tested before? No, I tested like, I actually, I, I lied. I tested three times. But that, it was like so long ago, I forgot about it now. Like I had to go to like the, the clinic yeah. and have it done. I've tested probably between five and ten times. I oh, yeah. can't keep track. Um, all of them negative great whatever and i've done you know i don't say lots of dumb stuff but I've, I've gone out there and i've done things and i gotta say of all the things that i would catch covid for how we caught it is the most excusable right yeah i mean it's not like you're gonna stay home so i mean for full disclosure we caught it while at our father's funeral so we were at a spreader event yeah, at our father's funeral. And it's not like you're going to miss that going, oh, no. Oh, no, the No, COVID. please don't. Yeah. I can't go. It, uh, that's one thing you don't miss. And, you know, when you when you talk about, like, when I tell Lindsay I'm, I'm COVID positive, you know, she can't be mad at me that I'm like, oh, I went to the baseball game. Yeah, or, right. oh, I went to the bar with Andy. No, it was, oh, you know, I was at my dad's funeral. Right, we're at an event that you... Yeah. And I guess, you know what, maybe we should have masked up thinking about it in the retrospect, but it hadn't really been an issue now for a while, so... And there was like 500 people there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of people coming through. Yep. Bunch of old farmers. Bunch of old farmers all coming through to see old dad. There was... There was so many old men who walked bow-legged walk through that place it was amazing so this is a special podcast because it is our first positive covid and it's a podcast post dad yeah, it is so yeah. we we had we were scheduled to have one last thursday but since he passed on wednesday before we were in really no spot to do the podcast that would have been uh we actually even invited our friend John over, John H.S., to be a guest on it. And we just kind of punted on it. And I know that's going to disappoint so many listeners and all. <laughs> but it was uh, it was actually more fun just to kind of reminisce with John and stuff. Because, you know, John H.S., for those who don't know, he was a friend from high school. Like, I met him on the school bus on the very first day of, of high school. And we became instantly friends because of his stupid haircut. And uh, so he 
has known our dad just as long as a lot of people we know. Um, and so he had good things to say. It was kind of nice hearing him talk about stuff. Oh. Like, when he woke up, when he came back from the Navy on New Year's Eve for a New Year's Eve party and slept on a cactus. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was pretty funny. Didn't he have to go to the hospital for that? Uh, no, he, wait, he did. He did. He, he did. had to, he had to get, like, uh, an IV because he was dehydrated. Mom and Dad weren't home for that party. Like, they, I don't even think they were around in the state or whatever. You're right. They came home the next day. I don't know. Did they? I don't know. They didn't come home that night because that, that was quite the banger we had that night. Yeah. We had yeah. quite a few people over, including our sister. Uh, older. Yeah, older sister. Yeah. 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 That was good. I look back at the pictures from that, and there was like a really tiny James H's, John's older brother, in the in those, and a bunch of people that I haven't seen now in twenty years. Matt Sadnovich. Matt Sadnovich. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. God, that was. Was that the two thousand? That was two thousand. I was 2000. four days away from being able to drink. <laughs> Which was another one of God's little jokes on it. <laughs> I had to have someone buy me alcohol four days before my birthday. On the best, allegedly the best New Year's Eve. Well, we all know the best New Year's Eve was when we had the White Castle eating contest at John H.'s house. <laughs> Which I schooled everybody at, by the way. Yep. You had to eat a Crave case in under 30 minutes. I think I ate, I ate mine in like eight minutes. There was no winners that night. I mean, I held up. Oh. You you were rough. I was real rough. You were re- me and HS were the only ones to finish, and HS I think got real rough. Yeah, I, I got I got about three quarters of the way through, and I go I can't do it anymore. It just hurt too bad. White Castle does not hurt me. Well, eighteen of them hurt me. Eh, fair enough. Fair enough. And when I say it doesn't hurt me, like sure I'm gonna destroy a bathroom, but at the same time, it doesn't upset my stomach. Even the next day, I'm fine. Oh, I I felt like, uh, man, I don't know. I I don't have the right adjectives to describe how terrible I felt that night after having done it. I went to the bathroom and was like trying to hurl and couldn't because it all the White Castles were going. Nah, man, we're good here. That was at old John's house out on the uh, west end of Belleville. That was a good time, man. We had some big parties out we there. We did. Yeah. Like the time that John H. just lit a cigarette with a flamethrower. An Ooh. actual flamethrower. Oh, my God. That was the dumbest thing. The du- I mean, John has done a lot of dumb things. That was a dumb thing. He's a firefighter now. Yeah, now. <laughs> now he prevents fires. In an ironic twist. <laughs> he tells kids not to do this. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so we were not in a great place to do it last week, so... But uh, you know what? Dave gave a great eulogy at the uh, at the funeral, and it was great seeing like four or five hundred people come out and uh, pay their respects, and like people that I hadn't seen in years. A lot of people I didn't know. Agreed. A lot of people I didn't know. Yeah. Um, or what? That they were so old I didn't recognize them anymore. But the amount of effort that people put forth come out yeah was impressive impressive af man it was it was uh it was nice i uh i will always be the biggest supporter of uh cousin cole and the fact that he flew back into town just to be there for us was really effing great yeah and um you know all the the people from you know dad's surviving high school class that came out right that was amazing the stories that people told. Yeah, like like uh, the class president who came through, and he, he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, Dennis used to be this, like, really quiet, reserved no. kind of guy. He just kind of like, went along to get along. <coughs> and I kind of gave him a look. I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, that's not the guy I knew. He liked to pick on everybody. But that's, that's you and I. I mean, honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah. In school, you and I are the get along you know move along to get along yes. type of thing but then at the end of the day you and i are also the most vocal and yeah outspoken yeah people 
when we're around people that we're comfortable That's with. because in class, I didn't want to talk and hold up everything. Because uh-huh. I also wanted to leave. And if you're just kind of throwing out BS, <laughs> everyone else is going, oh, this guy again. <laughs> He's talked enough, hasn't he? <clears throat> and I think... So what's great is, is that that's what started this whole stupid little porch beers with the links. Yeah. Was you and I were talking about it and we wanted to get dad's stories in his own words yeah. on on tape, on whatever, however you want to say this, on, on audio. And so we had it. And I tell you what, man, that's one of the best things we ever did. It is. Because now we can always go back and hear his voice. And, like, and it's not just his stories. It's his voice telling the stories. His voice telling the stories. Back when he could actually still talk. And was and could tell a story that lasted, you know. I mean, one of them was two hours. Yeah. And, you know, mom kind of cut in once in a while. And that was then that was fine because good hearing her voice on there too like oh, yeah. it was good hearing the interaction between them we will have to do a porch beers with irma yes yeah. yeah because we only heard you know dad's growing up and then when they were married so there's a whole chunk of stuff from when mom was little like when yeah. she had a pet raccoon <laughs> or the haunting of uh her house there on scare road scare road yeah scare road. Scare road. not that she would ever admit that Mom was, doesn't believe in that. Nonsense. Mom doesn't believe in that, although her sisters do. At least two of them. <coughs> yeah. It's alright, my mom lives in one of the most haunted houses, my childhood home. <laughs> and she still doesn't believe in it. I, uh, I don't know how she didn't hear the ghosts walking up and down the stairs all uh, night when she slept up there. Well, you could okay. chalk it up to the squirrels, like playing <coughs> hockey or whatever oh, up in the... Uh, sure, yeah. You know, they drill holes in the roof and play in the attic. But they weren't walking up and down the stairs. Well, maybe they got dad's boots. <laughs> yes. So there's about eight squirrels all standing on top of each other yep. wearing boots and yep. a trench coat. You know what didn't help matters was, okay, let's pretend for a moment that the house isn't haunted, right? Sure. You came around the corner of our room and there was this creepy picture of a boy. And his dog, right? staring right at you. Yep. And it was like, his eyes would follow you. Uh, and it was yeah. weirdish. It was, F. It was, like a, it was like from a mansion. And there was no yeah. reason for it. I don't know who painted it. I don't know if Bev painted it. I don't know why it was there. Nope, but it hung on that wall. It's still there to this day. Yeah. Boy, when Mom moves, what's she going to do with like uh, the painting there? Well, it's going to your house. Nah, I'm good. I got the deer head. We'll send it to Cindy's house. Yeah. There we go. She needs it. Cindy I wonder. I wonder it. if Bev painted that, and that's why it was like one of those paint by number things. Maybe I don't think it was a paint by. I think it was a legit painting. It hmm. could have been Bev, but I don't think it Denise, was. Denise, maybe. Maybe our cousin it was Denise, Denise is an artist, yeah. and actually, like legit good, <laughs> not just a schlub like me and you <laughs> who sketch little things. What I do love is that. So I don't know what episode it is. Podcast, you know, porch beers with the links. No matter who you ask, their top three podcasts is the episode of our dad. It is. And him just talking about stuff. Well, some of it, too, is that we shut up. Yeah, that that was what I was <laughs> going to say, probably because we don't talk a lot. No, because we just kind of let it let it breathe and yeah. just let him tell his tales. And, like, it, like, I felt that that was a true interview. Like, when we have guests on, like, we, we chit-chat, right? Um but that was the first one where we get, we were asking pointed questions to try and get him to tell stories. And it was like he took the bait. Dad was not the most talkative human being. I mean, everyone will say that. Like, he liked a joke, but he was not talkative. And he was going full bore on that. But I will say, Dad always understood our nonsense. I, I, will, I will agree. He didn't always appreciate it, but... I think he knew where it came from a place of love. Yeah. Like, on Christmases when we just kind of go, all right, well, who are we going to make fun of for a little while? And he would just roll his eyes at it, man. He would just roll his eyes at it. Yep. I think he respected the fact that you and I got along the way we did and BS the way we did. Especially for a guy who didn't 
get along with his siblings for a good like he loved his sisters but yeah. I mean he didn't get along with his older brother for a chunk of time he didn't get along with his younger brother for large chunks of time spread out try and as so, he might yeah and I, and I think that since the links were just so uh, they, they didn't get along all the time that it was I think he saw that we got along well and appreciated that yeah because Link's going to be a little stubborn, and when someone gets a little ticked off about something, they kind of hold that grudge for a while. God, we hold grudges. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're world champions at grudge holding. Like, there's a gas station I won't go to because it one time made me mad. <laughs> I will do <defend laughs> jihad on a lot of things. Um, you know, one of the hardest things, uh, I think, in... I'm going to go a little deep here, actually, so forgive me if I'm going deep. One of the hardest things post the wake for me is that when we were looking at the memory board, uh, seeing how much that dude looked like me is actually really hard. Like, because you can't help but see yourself. Like, sometimes you, like, I look at some of those pictures, and I'm like, am I a time traveler? Did I, does future Andy go back in time and take some of these pictures because it's creepy how much we look alike and like when he laughed he makes the same face and so when I look at that and then in the days past when I you know I put a few pictures up on my office wall like I look at it and I'm just like that's me and I and so then I kind of go I wonder if he just once in a while goes looked at me and goes well that's me yeah. uh and that i maybe that's why we kind of butted heads so much is that we were just the same dude i mean you're probably not wrong i mean honestly looking at those pictures i i i've never i've never really looked at pictures of dad and thought oh, that's me right there i've always thought that's john that's andy yeah but there was a couple of pictures where i did see myself i mean but i would looking at the picture board I'd say there's John there's Andy there's me it just hits you man it, it, just... it does because you see yourself in it yeah. and then you get trapped into the time is so fleeting kind of situation or you put yourself in his shoes with the thoughts and reactions to things and yep. then you realize you know what we're not that effing different yeah and it, it humanizes like you go there's a human there it's yeah. not it's not this um, entity that is my capital M my capital F father. No, it's it's your dad. Yeah. Like lowercase D, right? Like he's your dad. He's just a dude who was, you know, making the best of what he could do at the time, right? Kind of like you and I, where we yeah. just make it up as we go along. I, like exactly. I'm not great at anything. No. We and just so wing it. You wing it, and God knows he was winging it a lot of times. Also, one of the things that, when I was driving around today, because, you know, COVID doesn't, can't really do a whole I lot. I mean, you got to drive around and spread it as much as possible, well, right? Yeah. Right, as, as I'm hanging out the Jeep, I'm just like, <laughs> blowing the COVID out. <coughs> um, like, that, that's where I do my good thinking, is in the Jeep, because you're alone, but you're doing something, and you got the music on and stuff like that. And um, I was, it, it hit me like he was good at a lot of things. Like you, like he was, I hate to say renaissance man, but that's kind of what it is because he was a carpenter, but he's also a mechanic and an amateur electrician and an amateur plumber <coughs> and, and, and a farmer. And like he had all this like, these just skills all over the place and you might not have been great at any one of them he was a great carpenter but like he he was just kind of picked up whatever he did kind of likening back to how me and you play sports how much of that is related to financially you know the fact that yeah. you don't have money so you have to figure things out <laughs> you do versus you know now where me and you are not even just financially but where we are in the world today that we can be like i don't want to touch this i'm going to call a plumber i'm going to call an electrician yeah, we got a guy i 
I don't want to change my own oil. I'm going to go to Valvoline type of thing. Right, because the $30 Not I that spend I on Not that I support Valvoline. They support... Uh, Russia? Uh, uh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I was just making a joke. But seriously, <laughs> I mean, he just... He knew, he knew his... He knew his set of skills, and he tried to expand it. Yeah. And he enjoyed doing it. And, like, when I actually bear down and, like, do my own repairs on stuff, like, it is actually fun. Yeah, like, I is. enjoy doing Repaired the taillight in my wife's car. And I couldn't have had more fun doing it and been more proud when it was done. Yeah. And then that makes me go, well, of course that's why he always tried all this stuff is because it was actually enjoyable to do. It wasn't work. But that being said, when we would change the oil and even have you drive the car up onto those mm. red ramps, mm, mm, stressful mm. AF, man. Oh my God, because I didn't want to drive it. I, I was constantly afraid. So so when you changed the oil back at her parents' house, it wasn't like just something that would go underneath the car and lift it up. Right. You drove it on to these giant two individually red-sized ramps, and they had to be spaced just right, and you go on, crawl underneath and change the oil, right? Well, so, but on the other side of those red ramps, there wasn't like a stop no. or whatever. No. You drove up on top of it, and you could go over top. Yep. Not that I ever did. Never but did I was either. Constantly but... in the state of because you you had to gun it to get up the ramps. Yep. You had to step on the gas hard to get it up. And we were kids. We were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen doing this. We and weren't experienced drivers. That was pre dad taking his blood pressure medicine, so he was a little bit angry on some stuff. And, and that's a little fine. edgy. A little edgy. A little edgy. That was actually not the most terrifying thing that we ever had to do. No, the baling hay, driving the tractor. No, no, no. Pull starting the tractor was the most terrifying thing. So we used to have that old International Harvester, mm -hmm. 580, 560, something like that. So it was... 33. Sure. So it was a stereotypical tractor that looks kind of like an arrow, so it's got the two big wheels and then like... This, like, column in the front with the two tiny wheels up front, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it, the starter didn't work. And, you know, Dad couldn't afford to buy a new starter for it. So you had to chain it up to the truck. Dad's truck. Dad's pride and joy truck. And jump start the tractor by pulling it. Right? Which meant you had to drive down the road pulling the tractor. Um, but you also had to start, so, you know, you had to get the slack out of the, out of the chain, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you, you could ease off the gas, off the brake, right? And just kind of let it coast a little bit, but it had to be timed just right with dad hitting the gas on the tractor or the, the neutral, because otherwise it would jerk and it could rip the bumper off. Oh, geez. And I don't oh, know geez. why you never had to do this. I never had to do that. But I always had to do this. And it was the worst. Because all I could imagine the whole time is me ripping the bumper off my dad's truck. And I was doing this between 14 and, like, 20. Like, some of this was before my license. So I barely knew how to drive and was doing this. <coughs> Which... So then, so then imagine then that as you're, as you're pulling this... So you're, you're pulling the tractor, so you're keeping the chain taut. But once it finally started, like, he could control the gas, right? So you had to listen for when it actually, like, turned over. Because you then had to put on the brake at the same time that Dad did. Otherwise, if you broke too hard, the tractor would run into the truck. Oh, God. Oh, geez. So it's all timing, Oh my gosh, that's stressful Terrifying. AF. I have bad dreams about this sometimes. Oh man, that's probably worse than like a nightmare where you get double set. Yeah. And you're still waiting tables and you get double, triple set. Yeah, it's way worse than my Joe's Crab Shack yeah. dreams. Damn, man. So, I mean, again, this is before the blood pressure pills. And so can you imagine the like seething rage that would happen <laughs> if I had screwed that up? Man. It's... It's just, 
it's just you look back, especially now being a dad yourself, and you're like, you realize you're kind of just making it up as you go along, oh. man. Yeah. Yep. You just you figure things out on the fly. Well, it's yeah. Fine. Because if if you just believe shit that people post on Facebook, oh my god. Like, oh, it's yeah. all oh, it's yeah, great sunshine. sunshine. No, it's not. You're making stuff up as you go along. Yeah. You are getting by one day at a time, and you're trying not to screw your kids up. Like, that's... The, 100%. That's the big goal in my life, is to not screw my kids up. And yeah, Dad probably messed us up on some things, but I tell you what, he also prepped us for some other things on stuff. And yeah. it's always easy to glorify things, right? Mm-hmm. It's always easy. I think we talked about this pre-podcast you know to deify yeah or to make somebody seem like oh you know oh they were they were untouchable yeah dad was just a dude he was a dude like you or i and i f up a lot i don't know about you all the time i f up a lot and i acknowledge my f ups and i know dad f up dad dad acknowledged his f ups too Yep, that is actually one of the greatest lessons I learned from him is that if you screw up, you, you own it and you try and fix it yourself yeah. or admit that you can't fix it and have someone come in and fix it for you <laughs> like, or help you out. Like, I, Dad was, if nothing, he would say when he screwed up on something. But Dad was also like you and I, that he had a network of people that he could go to <laughs> he had for guys. different things. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were talking about putting that headlight in, you went to Brandon and talked to him about it. When you're talking about taking your Jeep on your road trip, you go to your friend Brian and it's fine. When when I was going to pour my, um, my uh, concrete at my old house, I went to my buddy Mac. And, you know, when I... It's just you, you have this network of people. Yeah. And Dad was the king of that. Well, he, he did a really good job of never pissing anyone off. He might get pissed off at them, but he never pissed anyone off. Mm. And so people were always willing to do him favors. But old boy also went out of his way to do other people favors. Always. When a man asks for help, you help him. And, like, that, I mean, that's from Letter Kenny, but it might as well have been from John Link. <laughs> when a man asks for help, you help him. <laughs> and, and he didn't really... Like, he had his own prejudices, but when it came to helping people, he didn't have prejudices. He no. would just help people he would just out. help people. Which is an admirable trait. And it is funny. You know, I you, you talked about my eulogy, but I don't know if I really realized some of the weird little intricacies of how Dad has impacted kids, grandkids, or their weird quirks. Until, like, I, here I am, I'm thinking about stuff to say, and I'm like, God, the way Stan will just aggravate Henry for no good reason at all, other than just he's bored and he wants to entertain himself. Yeah. That's such a link trait. Yeah. Such a link trait. Oh, my gosh. Or, you know Ashley, when she's talking about, somebody asks this dumb question, and she gets this slight <laughs> smirk, and she's like... She gives a smart answer about something. <laughs> and it's such a link trait. Yeah. It's so perfect. And it just it makes you realize the subtle things in life of how this patriarch has impacted things. And it sucks. It sucks that some of these things you don't appreciate or see until after the fact. Yeah. And I've had that the past couple days. Like... I mean, everyone talks about that. When when you go through grieving, you think about all the all the like missed opportunities or whatever. But I also don't feel like I missed anything either, other than maybe appreciation for stuff. Like when we were talking about doing the obituary and they were going to put my name in there, and I go, "Can we just write Annie Ray?" Annie Ray, because that's what Dad would call me. And at the t when I was a kid, and even up until like last October, it made me so mad when he called me Annie Ray. <coughs> but then when I'm doing the obituary, I go, no, that's appropriate. Like, that, that should be what it says, is Annie Ray. Yeah. Uh, because that was his joke. 
And you know, I look back now on what I do with people. On like my little nicknames for people and stuff to just kind of like do little cuts at them, right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but I took it wrong. That's one of my biggest regrets, and I think that's why I, I had such a, uh, not complicated, complicated relationship with him, is that I didn't realize that sometimes he was actually joking, just like I would joke with people. You know, yeah, and that's what's actually kind of. That, that, that's kind of when I, when I reflect I go that's just a missed opportunity I missed out on the fact that he was actually messing around with me Annie Ray and see that's why again I go back to that perfect fucking moment at the end yeah it's so dumb it's so dumb but it was that moment of realization of dad just seeing how me and you interacted with each other so, so tell the story because I, I feel like that's a great story for the podcast. So, there was a Saturday, Dad's last Saturday, basically. We, we thought it was going to be the end, and we all went out to Mom and Dad's house. And um, we're out there, the whole family, from you know all the siblings, um, nieces, nephews, everybody was out there. It was, it was fantastic. And... About five o'clock, um, after a day of dad kind of drifting in and out of consciousness, you and I went in to trade with Bev and Cindy to sit by dad's bedside. And so we went in there, and you were on one side and I was on the other, and I went on the side that dad was currently facing. And dad weirdly, like, woke up, and, like, both of his eyes opened. All day long, it was, like, one eye. And it was like one quick answer to things or like couldn't quite hear him but both eyes open and it was this moment of lucidness and I said hey dad you know you've been facing this way for a while do you want to roll over and face the other way um, I go the only downside is if you roll that other way you're gonna have to look at Andy <laughs> and he smiles so effing big and it was that <laughs> moment of realization <laughs> that he got our humor and that <laughs> hey these knuckleheads are gonna be okay you know they're yeah. gonna carry on and they're going to keep being who they are yeah and you did okay like you did all right you did what you could yeah and you got two well five decent people out of this whole Situation, Absolutely five decent people. My God, all in their own decent way. God, I am an F-up. You're an mm -hmm. F-up. We all have our faults. John is a better person than I could ever hope to be. Yeah. Bev has, you know, much more, I, I, I don't know, skills at things than I would ever hope. And Cindy, in her own way, has weird things that I don't have. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You and I are very similar, but we're also very different. I would describe Cindy as having more feelings than all of us. And that's her superpower. Like, I think she feels things more than all of us. Yeah. Uh, and Bev, if I had to pick one word for her, would be dedicated. Like, even though she lived four states away, she was very, very dedicated to this whole thing. Like, from... December on she was very dedicated and John was too um, just dedicated they were and it uh, it's amazing what they did it's amazing what Aunt Karen did yeah it's just it's we uh you know you had you hate to throw the old hashtag blessed kind of thing out there but dude we got kind of lucky with all of our siblings being when you have five people and you can all get along yeah that that's kind of an amazing deal you and i we couldn't provide the time right no. because you and i have uh, kids involved with things yeah or um i had school board or you had yeah. you know um baseball or athletic meetings or whatever yeah there's just there's different fries. things people yep. can think. And so you and I were like, all right, we'll provide the financial backing on things. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. 
it's just it, it is amazing that five people can get along that well yeah like i'm the i'm the sandpaper in the group <laughs> and if i'm the sandpaper we're doing okay so uh so in the next segment we're going to break down what uh what object each person is yeah absolutely perfect perfect I think uh, I think we'll put a pin in that, and uh, we'll come back with more uh, more link COVID talk. And we're back. It's a uh, it's a Friday night. We're all just hanging out. Sweating, sweating out here to the oldies. Yeah, it's good times. Sweating to the oldies. That was a Clue One Hundred Three thing that Dad used to listen to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Breakfast with the Beatles on Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. Drive in and drive home from church, and we drop off eggs at uh, Alice Coop. Agnes Coop. Agnes Coop. Alice so close. Coop. <laughs> Alice Coop. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Alice Coop. I was like 75% of the way there. Actually, yeah, you were. It was 50 because it was Agnes Coop. And I but said I Agnes got Cooper. A. You said A. You were thinking of Alice Cooper, and I. it was Agnes Coop. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. mean, we definitely didn't drop it off at Alice Cooper's house. No. Well, he lives in Scottsdale, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think Trevor said he ran into him one time. Really? Yeah. Huh. At a barbecue restaurant in uh, Phoenix, of course. So there's that. Speaking of which, next week for the big uh, Dave Forty party. Assuming, assuming health, man, it'll be a good time. If Trevor's in town, we should have Trevor on the podcast. Trevor will be here. It'll be a Friday night podcast again with the Trevor. And there is no human being who pushes my buttons quite like Trevor. Nope, nope, nope. That man, uh, I, I, I don't want to build it up, but that man is a hoot. <laughs> and now he won't say anything. No, he'll come on and he'll be gun shy. So the problem with Trevor, though, is that when you're just listening on the podcast, you can't actually see the the faces he makes and the hand gestures that he's always making. Well, all you'll hear is the Darth Vader breathing. <laughs> Trevor, do you have COVID? No, man. I've, I just <coughs> breathe. I, I breathe like this for like 40 years. Some description of health. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, man. Yeah, the big 40th next week. Yeah, so we'll have to see if Trevor can come on for this. That'll be good times. Boy, I had a lot of car rides with that guy. A lot of car rides. Yeah. When uh, we carpooled together. He talked about uh, the Dow Reagan one last week. It was you and him, uh, you and Trevor, and... Uh, Terrence and Jason Wagonblast. Jason Wagonblast, all riding together. Yep. Those were the days, my friend. We were so little. I, uh, I got on at AIG... And then I got Trevor on at AIG. And then we got you on at AIG. Yep. And then Trevor... You quit two weeks later. Who went to GB? Trevor or Trevor you? did first. And then you and went. And then I followed yeah. Trevor. That's right. Because you can never go wrong following Trevor. And Emily Gieselman, did she, she leave did. before so did Trevor? Jason. Yeah, okay. Um, there and was Dow and all those folks. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mass exodus. Uh, good old AIG days. Those were the worst days. I'm not gonna lie; those were the worst, worst days. Like even now, I have a dad who died this week, and I have COVID, and my vacation <laughs> got screwed up because of the COVID. And I would take this over any day at AIG ever. So your worst job since you've been post college is it that AIG? Really? Hands down, I hated that job. Wow, 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 and wow. There were. There were weekends that I would get home, like I'd wake up on Saturday morning going, oh God, I got to go to work on Monday. Mm. And it just ruin it. Ruin it. You're not wrong. And I tell you what, now with GB, I actually don't weirdly fear, feel that way. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you've ever felt that way with GB. Oh, for a long time. Absolutely. But I don't. I, I actually kind of, it's just, it's another day. Yeah. Like I dread it from the standpoint of I have to get up and go to work but not that I dread what I'm getting up to do. I always knew that when I went to GB, I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, yeah. I knew how to fix nearly every problem. 
So, and I knew who to call to fix a problem if I couldn't. So that was kind of nice. Something I realized today, you say that, um, so I'm now a supervisor like you were, is that the weird things I've picked up over the years. So I have all these people coming to me asking me questions and it, it should be this like, oh God, I'm a supervisor, I have to have the answer. And weirdly enough, I have the answer most of the times, right? <laughs> and if I don't, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me look into that night. I know who to ask. But at the same time, it's like these are I actually know this one. I can answer this question. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. Most of the time is, well, call your attorney. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Have you called defense? No. Call defense. Call Deborina. Yep. If it's an IT, if it's an IT problem, problem, call Deborina. Yep. She'll work it out with you, bud. <coughs> yeah. It's uh, it's funny how. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> the COVIDs. COVIDs, man. That works out. Um. Yeah, it's weird knowing what you're doing. I was gonna go with mine being uh, the old sports monster, the worst job. That was the worst, huh? Oh, easily. I mean, I I dreaded it not even just on Sunday night but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday that man who owned that company was capital A whole I mean it was bad I mean so I remember one day we're at work and I found out that mom had cancer right yeah and it kind of caught me off guard and I sent an email to my boss and instead of him being sympathetic about it he came back and he corrected my grammar in the email. Oh. And he was like, I'm going to write this email the same way you did, with no periods and no capitalization, and I'm just going to go one big long run-on sentence and blah, blah, blah. And yes, I sympathize with you, but you need to be better about this. And it's like, F you, bud. F you. Wow. And the horse you rode yeah, in Yeah, I would have left that day. That would have been the end of that. It uh, it was not that long. It was not that long after. Because if your boss has time to correct your grammar, he's got too much time. He really does. So don't sit and judge me from your throne of dumbassery. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Judginess. Yeah. You live in Columbus, Ohio, bud. You're not in some mecca. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you live in like Portland. Right. Right. Or St. Louis? Oh, man. It was, yeah, that was the worst job. AIG, it was fine. Like, I liked working with Trevor. Um, and I liked, uh, I, I really liked my indemnity-only adjuster. You know, so I actually, both of my, both of my supervisors when I was a med-only and then when I went to be an indemnity, both of my supervisors were great. Yeah. So, zero problems with that. But... You know, AIG is a company. Eh. I've not had a bad boss at uh, AIG. Or I mean, at a GB. GB at all, ever. Yeah. Never had a bad boss. Um, my AIG one was terrible. Good old Shane Fairbanks. Hmm. He would he would sometimes have group meetings of his four, no five employees, and not invite me. So that was fun. <laughs> not invite you because he forgot you worked under him yeah he just forgot i existed eh. and then later on when we worked together at gb i was his backup all right so then we're going to bring this back to the first segment who trivia time for you who was dad's uh union leader who would call the house oh i know the name if you said it but i i couldn't come up with it charlie nope ends with an ie or IE sounding. Wally? Mm -mm. Uh, IE kind of sound. And when he called, you had to take the message. It wasn't Charlie and it wasn't Wally. Ch uh, I don't know. What do you got? Logie. Logie. Wow, Logie. that was actually close to multi. That's stupid. Multi. <laughs> yeah, it was a good old Logie. Yeah, that's right. That was the one guy that you had to... Uh, he was not there, right? At the old funeral? I'm sure he is not with I, us anymore. No, I don't think I... Yeah, I don't know. 
sure he was not with us anymore. I mean, he's probably younger than Dad, right? No, he had to be older. If he was the union boss guy, I'm sure he'd be at least 10 years older. Ah, maybe. Dad didn't play the game the way he did. That's true. Dad wasn't the... Uh, game player. Game player. Well, he was a great game player because he loved cards and dominoes. Well, yes. But he was not a uh, yeah. political game player. But, I mean, that's just kind of like with, with the nonsense you and I do. With There's people who are adjusters and people who are supervisors. And somebody doesn't want to move up, and they're a great freaking adjuster. Yep. Dad was a great carpenter. He's like, I why don't want I, that nonsense. Why would I do anything higher than what I'm good at? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with knowing your place. I mean, yeah. I, obviously I was a supervisor for a little bit too, but I was decent at it. I didn't get promoted past my ability. Uh, before I left, I'd actually, at the last minute, thrown out an idea to Dow. I'm like, so would you, do you need an assistant to the branch manager? Like, Can is that be? about a thing? And he gave me, I, and I don't remember what the response exactly was, but it was, it was a response of, yes, you would actually, you, you could probably get this position, but you don't want it. You should do your thing. Because you're getting paid three figures for what you do. I'm not getting paid three figures. Six figures. Sorry, six figures. Yes, three figures. I make about $100 a week. $982. Yeah. Uh, no, like he, he, he casually suggested that I might have a good opportunity and I shouldn't take it for short-sighted goals. Well, that's just a miss on his part. Mm. No, it was for the best. It was actually for the best for all of us because... As he might have talked about on the last episode, he got in a really good situation once he left. Yeah, now he works with Wags. Mm-hmm. Hashtag bless. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. Uh, I don't regret being a supervisor. It was. It was fun. There was. You know, the day-to-day stuff was different than just being. Uh, I'm going to use the word peon, which is what I am now. Is it? I couldn't go back to it because I don't want to, I don't want new claims. I don't want to have to make those right. contacts anymore, man. Yeah. Making those little day-to-day decisions oh, and stuff. God. Yep, absolutely. When I went back, though, it was the right opportunity for it. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, again, if they're going to pay me six figures, I'll jump on it. But, yeah. but I, right. I, I yeah, no. Yep. Not making six figures. That's I just need that on the for posterity's sake. Right after taxes, <coughs> so right. it's fine. After taxes, well, let's put this also, on the record. After taxes, it's not six. Well, figures. and after the car that they got me, the company car <coughs> and the company boat. Yeah, the Jeep um, is uh, is actually paid for by your company, right? Yeah, it has their sticker yeah. on the back. Yeah. yeah, it really generates a lot of business <laughs> a lot of business <coughs> a lot of coughing going on today i'm gonna have to edit all this coughing out oh man actually i'm not times. gonna that would require work and as i pointed out earlier i'm really lazy i mean we've had enough podcasts where we've had to edit out a lot <laughs> yes yeah. or sometimes where i go eh good enough <laughs> eh good enough so, uh, what have you been watching with all of your new uh, quarantined uh, free time? Yeah, so the quarantine free time, I watch a lot of Archer. Uh, you know, I kind of stopped when they did that Dreamland uh, series after Archer gets shot in, like, season five, and he goes into a coma, and he starts having that, like, noir-type season. And turns out it was actually pretty decent. I, mm. I enjoyed it, and uh, that's what I've been doing with my time. I could have probably watched something better, but uh, that's what I did. Uh, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? This is going to be a crappy weekend, man. I'm not going to lie. Of me being quarantined in the basement and uh, not getting to hang out with the kids and yeah. Lindsay, it'll suck. Now, don't get me wrong. Hashtag blessed. You can't see me do the hashtag sign. Of like, I gotta walk out basement, and I can walk outside, and I have a bathroom, and I have a TV in the basement, and it's fine. But God, it's gonna suck. Man. Still trapped in four room or four walls. Yeah, I was trapped in my bedroom for a day, and then in my office after that. Yeah, 
And let me tell you, my bedroom ain't that big. It's not that big. So who slept in the bedroom? Just me. you? I offered to switch with Kristen, but she wanted the TV because we don't have a TV <laughs> in the bedroom. So <laughs> she was willing to sacrifice comfort for television. Wow. Wow, look at her. I mean, you could have moved the TV in there for her. Probably not. Mm. That would have required running cable to our bedroom. Like, we could not possibly have a TV in our bedroom. Dude, fucking fire stick, right? I don't have one of those. You don't have a fire stick? No. For real? Yeah, I don't have one of those. Yeah, I don't know how to operate it. I really don't know what it is. How is it like a watch USB? the Netflix? What's connected to our internet... The TV just connects to the internet. Okay, so you have you a just, smart TV. And yeah, you just, you just okay, log on to okay, it. Okay, okay. So you don't have... And, and that's fine. Okay, we'll go with that. But again, then your TV should have Wi-Fi capability. Yeah. So then you could have brought it in there. It would have been fine. All right, fine. Yeah, you're right. Correct. I could have done that. I was thinking that there was like a cable thing. But no, we could have done it. Still not going to do it. I, Me, personally, I'm a big believer in not having a TV in the bedroom. Uh, I, I just... I don't want to get locked into falling asleep with the TV on and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. I don't like... I, I won't... I don't like falling asleep with the TV on. But there's a lot of times that Lindsay's like, let's go to bed and I'm not ready for bed. And we'll, I'll turn... She'll go to bed and I'll turn on the TV and I can watch like 30, a 30 minute show and then I'm laying in bed and I'm unwound and I go to bed. Nah, I just get up and go. Eh, fair enough. I can't truly fall asleep with the TV on. I can sleep on the couch with my head on Kristen's ass as she sits on it, but I can't like... Yeah, I can't uh, I can't actually like really fall into any kind of regular deep sleep. So... I have to uh, not have one in the bedroom. Plus, like, like I really don't want to get into the habit that when we go into the bedroom that we're watching TV, right? So, like, um, I'd rather that when I go there, I just want to fall asleep or read a book or flip through, read something on my phone, and then just go to sleep. Uh, and same with her. And, you know... I don't really need Steve Carell in the background while, you know, trying to get the old sexy on. So, yeah. Um, hey, I am going to take a quick break right now. Uh, we will be back in just a couple seconds. I got called away, right? No uh, way. Not just with me talking to myself for a little bit and panicking and having to end it. And it was funny because I said, oh, hey, what'd you talk about? They're like, oh, I panicked. I talked about Steve Carell watching me have sex on the TV. <laughs> yeah. And then I am. I had to go answer the call of being a dad. And the girls saying they miss me because I'm in quarantine. And, you know, you're a dad, right? And you have your person, too. And you have these moments. I have kids living in my house. They're not mine. You have these moments of being like, <coughs> man, you know what? I can't wait until these kids are a little bit older and they don't whatever as much. Or, you know, I can do this again. Or I can whatever again. And then it's like... You know, I think about dad doing those same things, right? Of being like, man, I can't wait till these kids are out of the house again. <laughs> and then he's like, and then as soon as we're gone, he's probably like, you know, I miss those guys. It's so quiet here. Yep. Because I know as soon as these kids are gone, I'm going to miss them like the Dickens. Yeah. Or as soon as they're out of the phase they're in, I'm going to miss them like the Dickens. And I am... I'd like to think with a certain degree of confidence that dad was the same way and that once we advanced to a certain age, he missed those weird little things and the trusting him on whatever he said or, 
tape. Look up my sleeve. I, it's stuck. My my hand's stuck. I can't go <laughs> yeah, through any right. further. <laughs> and just the little things like that. Yeah. And so I'm sure tonight that conversation just made me realize that you know it's it's easy to look on. Man, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for that. But I tell you what, you gotta fucking enjoy the moment, man. Yep. Because next thing you know, it's all gone. You can't be looking forward all the time because all of a sudden your kid's a sophomore in high school. And, uh, well, yep. then they're essentially three years away from not living here anymore. And you, which reminds me of my favorite, mo- if you can have a favorite moment of a funeral favorite moment is at the luncheon afterwards when Henry wanders up to the table and ah. grabs a, a bag of chips and as he's walking back to the table puts them in his pocket and he's walking between the chairs to get back to his seat and I go Dave 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 watch this and I punch the pocket Napoleon Dynamite style and it makes the loudest explosion and he just has a bunch of broken chips in his pocket and he didn't get mad. He laughed so hard that someone exploded chips in his pocket and he sat down and ate pocket chips. <laughs> like he, and he laughed his head off. He laughed it. his little butt ass off, man. Uh, because he had to eat pocket chips. Well, he didn't have to. No one told him he had to. But he did. He could have thrown them away. I don't care. He did. But uh, he, he ate the pocket chips. Uh, but that's the shit that, dude, uh, for you, 10 years from now, you're going to have to miss like the dickens. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, it, uh, you know, now being nearly 40 years old, those fucking 10 years fly by so damn fast. They do. Which makes me, like, people talk about, oh, they have to move back in with, the like, parents are complaining their kids have to move back in with them after college. I kind of, like, go, no, that's okay. They're adults now. Like, I don't mind hanging out with 22-year-old Henry and 25-year-old Stan. That's fine if they want to. We can all, so that's fine. Weirdly, do you think mom and dad enjoyed having you back? Uh, secretly, yes. Yeah. Secretly. Because they got to enjoy that three weeks that I lived there between houses. Yeah. That, uh... Yeah, it was back to uh, the old times, and you know, there's people to talk to, and fun things happening. You wasn't were wonderful for me, but you know, the last kid to live in that house was I. Yeah. Oh shit, I was. Wow, that's a uh, notorious kind of thing to <laughs> to have as my. Wow. All right. So as a uh, COVID dad podcast runs to an end, um, I, I mean, there's been a lot of all over the place on this one, and I'm sure 20 years from now, you and I are going to be like, what the hell were you uh, thinking? I think it was actually surprisingly more concise than normal. Eh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, is there anything you want to say or anything that you want to get on the record now that's fresh in your mind? Uh, my only thought is that uh, when I had my little moment to speak at the wake I thought of a hundred different things to say afterwards and because uh, you can never really be prepared for it and you always go man I wish I'd have said that I wish I'd have said that I wish I'd have told the pulling the tractor story or any of the other stories but I didn't but what are you going to do what you gonna do? Huh? You do what you do, and uh, you know what? If you uh, live, you live with a bunch of regret. It just kind of drags you down all the time. So, so be it. That's my thought. You? Um, nothing that we haven't covered. But it's amazing how much I think we've said that I realize again the humanness of you know he's just a guy and he's making it up as he goes along the same way you and I do and he has this circle of friends that he can trust on and he goes to because end of the day we're not all perfect 
Mm -mm. God, we suck. And we just, we just need, we need a little help. Yeah. And the fact that if you think about it, you're that person for somebody else out there when they need something makes you feel a little better at the end of the day. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? If you ever need anything, if you ever find yourself in a spot of trouble, if you ever find yourself in a moment of need, you know what you can always do? Say, I know John Link. <laughs> and that will get you by. And gentlemen, <laughs> ladies, listeners, I knew John Link. Goodbye.